Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. I wonder if anyone's tried to sell that from the wild card game. That would what be a that good would one. Fetch. That would be a good one. Man, it, it's kind of... Could that get like ten grand? do you think, in an auction? Mm, pro- yeah, probably. It's kind of bleak that there's... Well, not bleak... You know what the, the bad part is about, like, Penguin Stanley Cups is they've won a lot of their Stanley Cups in routes. There's not, or there's not like, a Game 7 of one of their Stanley Cup final series where you can, like, say, here's this iconic overtime goal or something. They've closed out all of them on the road. And off the top of my head, I don't think a single one's gone the distance. What about no, either? Or no, the Red, Wing, the Red Wings I was going to say, I'm what sorry. about either the, like, the puck or stick from Talbot? I thought about Talbot's stick. What would that go for in auction? His Game 7 stick. I would actually. I, would, final. I know he was the guy who won the you know won them the game with two goals. I would pay more for Flurry's jersey because it stopped the final shot. Flurry's game worn jersey from the 09 final would be another one for me. I don't see anything online about Talbot's stick ever being for sale from. And that also game. Flurry's jersey, I'm sure he just kept it. Yep. Like, no, I'll take this. Thanks. I feel like it gets to a point though with where these where these guys were even if they don't need the money. They've got so much stuff, and they're like, why am I at this point still keeping it? I might as well sell it, I respect, see what it's worth. I respect the guys who just say, like, that was another part of my life, and, like, I'll keep a small handful of things, but otherwise I let go of almost all of it. Not only because they're able to let go of, like, their past career where so many guys had trouble moving on, but they know that people out there want and crave this stuff. You make it available, I don't mind it. Like, I, I, I respect that. Man, what else is there? Philadelphia... Wholesaler says he purchased O.J. Simpson's Heisman Trophy at auction in 1999. There's a rare piece of memorabilia Man. for 255 grand. That's a steal. Hey, what do you think of my O.J. Simpson Heisman? Come down to my man cave. I got it because he was accused of killing his wife and another person. <laughs> what if he had O.J.'s gloves? The ones that were I was too about small. to say he he didn't play with gloves in the NFL, but man, did they butcher that prosecution? By the way, best Woo. piece of Pittsburgh sports memorabilia: Jordan shoes, Jordan sneakers from the six game-winning NBA Finals games went for eight million today. Do you know what at auction? Do you know what the other thing is though about that? Now that I just just the Jordan part of this. He's also got the most iconic shoe brand in the world. That's the they, exactly. That's the hook. Yep. Like you could say Mazeroski spikes from the 1960 game seven that he was wearing, and that would don't get me wrong, that would be very cool. Like any any piece of clothing or shoes or whatever that those guys were wearing, Clemente on this the 3,000th hit, 
But the Jordan thing is, these are already things that go for way above market value when you're just trying to buy a regular old pair of them. There's an athletic article that says, quote, could this be the one, the mystery behind Bill Mazeroski's Game 7 jersey? The jersey Mazeroski was wearing that day vanished. Again, that's something you don't think of it in the moment. You're thinking about celebrating, but man, I'd want to pack up like everything I was wearing and, and keep it as keepsakes. Or at least make sure the Hall of Fame got their hands on it. Two men down in Florida claim that they have it. House of Berg 412 tweets in, who has all the footballs from the Steelers preseason where Kenny Pickett threw five touchdowns on five <laughs> drives with a perfect passer rating? <laughs> that is a very good tweet. Have I told you guys that uh, Sarah's little sister and her fiance live in Mazeroski's old house? No way. Yeah. Wait, say that again? Yeah. Sarah's little sister and mm-hmm. her fiance, they live in Bill Mazeroski's old house. Where's that, Wheeling? No, Greensburg. He was a Hemfield guy. That's where he lived, like, after his career. Do you think they paid more because that was part of the, the sales appeal? pitch by the real estate agent? Hey, one of the most iconic players in Pittsburgh sports history used to live here? I don't know, but I I, I find it kind of funny because both of them – are not sports people at all. Like Sarah, and I mean, obviously Sarah loves football. Like she's into the other sports too. Her sister and future brother-in-law are the opposite of sports people. So it's like funny that one of the most iconic Pittsburgh athletes ever is now the guy who virtually sold them their house. Isn't it like a I don't one, know? Isn't I don't it like know. a one-level house or something? Why am I like? Yeah, I feel like I can picture the house like I've seen it before. Yeah, like, like kind of ranch-style like, house. Yes. Yeah. I think I can picture their house. Congratulations on all their success. It's a nice. Looked like a nice house. I'm looking, I don't. I don't know if he left anything behind either. Like I, it kind of makes me wonder. Like as a little keepsake for them. Like if he like left anything in the basement or. I'm trying to think what I mean. No, I can't. I'm trying to make a turn Here two joke, but I can't think of it. I just found it on the on the uh, Mazeroski jersey. You know who owns it? Thomas Tall. The Steelers minority owner and filmmaker who's just like insane about old sports memorabilia. He's got all kinds of Babe Ruth jerseys and bats and stuff. Paid nearly $1 million for the for a Mazeroski jersey and bronzed bat from Game Seven, but I'm not sure it's the bat he used. Well, it's not the bat he used; it's bronzed to hit the home run. Can you bronze a bat after? I'm sure somebody could have just plated it in bronze. How do you pay? So but it doesn't you, say that's the bat he used to hit the home run. When though, you in this when you bid a million dollars on something like that and win it at auction, you got to bring like a briefcase full of cash. Is it just a boring wire transfer? How do they do that? And then Tall donated. I didn't. How did? How did I not know this? The jersey was donated to the Heinz History Center, and that's where it is today. Good job by him. It is a good job. I was gonna say, man, another super rich guy bidding on something, but he did the right thing with it. What's one piece of fan memorabilia you'd like? From here? Yeah, the wheel of cheese that once got taken from a <laughs> from an event. That's a wheel of cheese. That's very inside baseball. That's a that's something done specifically to make Pony laugh. But there was a very infamous story here about a wheel of cheese and a member. One of, of Ron's Ron's first recorder. One of Ron's show worn Aliquippa sweatshirts. <laughs> Game worn. There's oh, a few man. of those out there. An here, empty Ron Cook free and free light. Here's Troy <laughs> in Mount Washington. Hello, Troy. 
What's up, guys? I got two obscure sports memorabilia things that I think I would like. Um, one is the ball that Cueto dropped. Oh, that is um, a good I think one. That, that would be really, really cool to have. Also, well, that's the same Big ball ben. as the Martin home run ball because yeah, he did, he never threw the ball back in. He just pitched with that ball. Well, that's crazy. Um, so someone has that. Um, and Big Ben's right glove or right armband when he played against the Colts and he made the tackle with his one hand. That's a pretty good one. Another really that's good one. That's a pretty one. good one right there. The knife Nick Harper's wife stabbed him with that slowed him down. <laughs> yeah, somebody definitely caught that ball out in left field. Yeah, that ball's out there, man. Man, you imagine. Do you leave the. Here's a question. Do you leave the stadium or leave your seat there if you know you, you got your hands on it because everyone's going to be all over you? Or do you think, like, everyone will leave me alone after a little while? No, I want to still watch the game, but the problem is... They're going to come and hustle you out of there, potentially. If no, I don't think that it was looked at it that way. I don't think it was looked at it that way, Chris. Like, I wonder if there's even a ball out there to be had because the person caught it, probably kept it, watch the rest of the game, then what do they do? After the game, contact somebody or contact the Pirates the and say, I caught the ball? No, probably. Yeah, you're right. Would you Unless like- Martin wanted the ball for himself. And That's had- what I mean, like had the Pirate, But Martin had been there, done that. He had played in big games before. Right. You want to know what's the all-time baseball one I would want that's non-Pittsburgh? Because, you know, it's my favorite moment in baseball history. If I could get my hands on either the bat or the ball from Gibson's home run in 88, man, I think that that's an all-timer. Still the most dramatic. Donnie, look that up to see if that ever got sold. Kirk Gibson's bat from the uh, 88 World Series. Here's Joe in Brookline. Hello, Joe. Hey, boys. How are you? Hey, man. Good to talk to you. I'll tell you what. I want the five. I want the five pucks. Mario scored in different ways. Ooh, not a bad one. You put that in the ring with his rookie card, and you're, you're talking millions. Millions? Well, the rookie card better be mint. And, and, you know, a low release. I'm so out of the card thing. I know people that have gotten back into it in the last few years and have made a mint off of it. So I don't understand how it works. Can you, like, do you have to go and really work hard to pursue the best, you know, the most limited release versions? Like, do people, you you can buy it? Like, I don't even know how that mechanism works. Well, like, there's two ways to do it. You just buy boxes or packs and hope that you get lucky. That's what I mean. There's also, you just buy... You you identify guys that you think they're gonna their cards are gonna go way up in value. You yeah. buy a bunch of them, but like, aren't there limited releases of certain kinds of cards? Like, you want to buy the rarest one if you can. For example, I'm just trying to think of a guy who's so okay. Say you collect hockey cards, you're into that business. I remember OPG cards were a big thing about, when like I was a, a kid. Like some sort, whatever the most limited release version of Connor Bedard's rookie card is. Wouldn't you want to try to get your hands on that, or like Connor McDavid or Crosby? I, I mean, I feel like each guy. At least back in the day when I was into cards, there was always like a type of card, a type of rookie card that ended up being the most valuable. You know, there's like one specific Tom Brady rookie. There was one specific Mark that's, McGuire That's what I'm trying to card. get at here. That's what I'm getting at. Yep. You, How you, do you get your hands on you that? You found the Kirk Gibson? Yeah, so the bat that Gibson uh, hit the ball with sold at an SCP auction. Uh, to a father and son for five hundred and seventy-five thousand, almost low. almost five seventy-six. That does seem low. That was in twenty ten. At the same auction, uh, the same father and son also acquired his jersey and helmet. Congratulations from on that all their game success. For uh, the jersey for just over three hundred and three grand, 
and the helmet for just over one fifty three grand. So they spent around a million dollars on all his memorabilia like it, it, from that game. If the person is in the stands who caught that ball and they just kept it and hung on to it, good for them. What if the dude just like showed up at his softball game in the Kirk Gibson uniform with the helmet jersey? The That's bat. like uh, do you put the, the jersey sandlot. on at least once? <laughs> do you put the jersey on once? I think I do. Do you wash it ever? No, I don't think no, you can wash it. You gotta you gotta put it on once. Say I got to wear the jersey and then you put it under a frame, right? Yeah, you have to. Honey, I'm feeling frisky. She comes home. You're in bed, and you're just wearing the Kirk Gibson jersey. I mean, if you're feeling frisky, aren't you asking her to put the Kirk Gibson jersey on? <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, so we're talking about this Michael Jordan story where six of the sneakers he wore in game-clinching NBA Finals games autographed sold today for $8 million. They called it the Dynasty Collection. And we're going over the biggest sports memorabilia items in Pittsburgh, sports history, and what happened to those items. Zangrilli texted me and said that Inside Pirates Baseball a few years ago did a story on the Maz home run ball. A kid claimed that he caught it at the game and then played with it after the game and lost it in the woods behind an elementary school. Really? There's an MLB.com story on it. The boy who caught and lost Maz's home run ball. And then they wrote the movie Sandlot. If you're the boy, you made it Babe Ruth. And just think, if you're the kid, you have no real, you might understand like, wow, I shouldn't have done that. But I don't think you have any true concept of how bad that is that that happened. Andy Jerpy said, it was getting late for me. I had to go home. I had to help my mom put dinner on the table. I was walking behind the wall in left field, and I was looking up when I heard some kind of loud noise. I see a baseball coming right at me, and it landed 10 feet in front of me because the way Forbes Field was. Yep. Last thing I expected to see, just a baseball dropping out of the sky like that. Couldn't get, wait, 
Couldn't wait to get over. Okay, so then, let's see here. Scrolling down. <laughs> then scrolling, he took, scrolling. I picked it up and I thought, well, somebody just hit a home run. I didn't know whether it was Mantle, Bear, or Clemente. I had no idea. The last person I thought in the world it would be would be Maz. Okay, so he explains how we got it. And then he ended up playing with it. I said, hey, Mom, I caught the home run. Well, that's nice, Andy. Would you like to help us get ready for dinner? Wow. All business, that mom. Took it to school. All the Catholic kids at school and even the nuns were excited. Sister Mary and everybody got a chance to see the balls, said Andy. Sounds like Andy's mom just didn't give a rat's ass. He took the ball to his field with friends. Quote, I hit the ball off the tip of the bat and it kind of sliced off the first base side and it went into the weeds. I never saw it again. You got to go looking for that ball with your buddies. You have to. The guys who were with me knew, but I didn't tell anybody. My family didn't know. My parents didn't know. My other friends didn't know. My dad never knew that he lost Damn. the ball. Uh, I got a I couple. Mean, that, that ball's worth at least a million bucks. I'd be thinking about that somebody, almost every Somebody day. had to have found it, but they have no idea what the find. Wait a minute. I'd want to know where that field was. I'd go out there looking. <laughs> Treasure hunt. Uh, we've got fake John and Robinson texting uh, just memorabilia submissions, and I don't think this one's going to get repeated. Maybe. How about a piece of the backboard that Jerome Lane shattered? I wouldn't mind that, man, as a basketball guy. Somebody also said the rim from that jam. I'm sure they kept the rim at Pitt from that. Definitely the rim, but, like, if you – the glass would just be a dicey thing to have to pick up. You'd have to make sure it didn't cut you. But if I had, like, a full shard of glass – If that happened today, they would put pieces of the backboard in little jars and they would sell it to And I would buy one. Uh, EJ, by the way, EJ Borghetti telling us that uh, from the game where Tony Dorsett broke the rushing record, uh, they have his tearaway jersey with dirt in it when he broke the, the game cool. where he broke the career NCAA record. The, uh, the school has somebody it. Somebody called in and said, how about the five pucks from Mario's five goals five different ways? Mm-hmm. So Mario will sign pucks that say that. He'll, he'll put his autograph on it, and then he'll write underneath it five goals five ways. They're not the pucks from the game but people like having that on having there. that. You think I should start what? signing basketballs that say nine straight yes. threes? Uh, how much do you think those pucks just autographed by Mario that say five goals, five different ways sell for? Thousand bucks a piece. Donnie? It's not the pucks used in the game. It's just Mario personalizing Replic- It's replicas. It. Yeah. It's still I, a yeah. signature in his handwriting. I'd still probably say like four digits. 325 a pop. Good for the man cave. Maybe I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Donnie and I might have to, you know, pass the hat, though, for that one. Here is Todd on the fan. Hello, Todd. Hi. Um, I don't know if this counts exactly, but um, Mario was a penguin at the time. But I would love to have that game-winning goal in the Canadian Cup where Ooh. Gretzky assisted him. I would love to have that puck. Did, but, um, didn't people say but, that was basically the most talent ever assembled on the ice for one series? Was that? Oh yeah. Was that uh, the cha- that was the challenge series against yep. the Soviet team? Yeah. By the way, how about uh, NHL players back in the Olympics? That was announced today. How do you feel back. about it? I think it's great. I love it. The Olympics, I know, are supposed to be a celebration of amateur athletics. Yeah, that but went like, out the window a while ago. Multi. It's such an. It's such a laughably corrupt organization, the IOC. Yes, it is. 
give me the best in the world yep. who are professionals in most cases. I don't even know where the next Winter Olympics are. Hopefully, it's played at a time of day where I can actually watch. Do you remember in these China? Games? In the last ones in China, they just had like those dingy-looking old buildings in the background of the half pipe. Do you know what I'm talking? Remember what I'm talking about? To be honest with you, Chris, I really don't. I Because I don't really watch the Olympics a- anymore. Well, Alex, man. Alex loves it. She loves the figure skating. Her friend loves to come over and they watch. But they had, and I, you know, sitting there and passing, watching it. They had like just industrial parks where it wasn't even cold enough. They had to like constantly keep everything cold doing like snowboarding there. Jeff is in Bethel Park. He's on the fan. Hello, Jeff. Hey, guys. Uh, I got a couple of uh, pieces of memorabilia that you'll, I'm sure you'll congratulate me on my success. But um, I've got a Mookie Wilson foul ball my dad caught at Three Rivers back in like 85, um, which the Pirates won 57 games that year, uh, if you can believe that. i um, surprised I got that many. Um, I've got, uh, I had a picture of Mario and Yager back to back standing in front of the cup, both signed and it faded when I had it hanging up in a bonus room. So it's gone. Oh. Um, and I've got, my grandfather was at game seven, 1960. And I have a baseball, not the baseball of course, but I have a baseball that is signed by, from what I can tell the vast majority of that squad, except for, I believe, Clemente and maybe one or two others. Um, there's a guy down on Smithfield Street that has a similar ball that's got everybody. He sells it for like ten grand, so mm. I might have to get it uh, analyzed sometime. But uh, I'd like to have a piece of equipment from Sidney Crosby's uh, Winter Classic uh, shootout. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Probably one of the most photogenic moments in recent Pittsburgh sports history, him going – Man, Starkey gets downright wistful talking about this. Him skating through the snow. it was like a snow globe in Buffalo. And isn't Crosby so superstitious that he probably wouldn't even want the jersey from that game anymore because it's the same type of jersey that he wore in the Winter Classic where he got injured? And the Penguins just abruptly stopped wearing those 60s and 70s throwback jerseys after that game because Bad luck. it had such a negative connotation for him. God, I love those jerseys too. The powder blue ones? Yeah, man, they were sick. Those were. I didn't like the dark blue. I like the I, powder right. blue. Right. I didn't like the dark blue, but the powder blue were just awesome jerseys, man. They really were. Donnie, Google that and see if that puck's ever been put up for auction. His game-winning puck from that game. Here's Judd on the fan. Hello, Judd. Hey, how you guys doing? We're good. Hey, good, here's man. mine. Everybody, thank you. Everybody talks about Big, Big Ben's football. He threw to San Antonio, but I think the most important part of the catch was getting his feet down. So let's go with San Antonio's spikes from that game. I had one just now that we're on the subject of uh, spikes and cleats. Yep. Somebody said, I would like the Frankenstein-looking left shoe from Ben in the Ben does not have broken toes game. <laughs> I, I do love the sense of humor here. I'm searching Super Bowl 43 cleats here with Santonio to see if anything like that ever came up uh, for auction. Here it is. The cleats worn, big game, big shoes. The cleats worn by every Super Bowl MVP. All right. I don't think they were ever uh, for sale. I wonder, like, if you're a guy, for example, if you're a Santonio Holmes and the Pro Football Hall of Fame comes to you and says, hey, you just made this incredible play that's going to go down in football history. Can we have your your stuff. cleats or your gloves or your jersey? I'd say one or the other. I'd say pick one because I'm keeping the rest. I would say no. I'd give them one of those I wouldn't want to things. give them anything. I'd give them one. I'd probably give them the shoes. I would not give the gloves or the jersey most likely. Here's DK on the fan. Hello, DK. Hey, guys. Long time. Um, two quick things. I was working in a young uh, lad 
Plantation, Florida. Malzi, you'll appreciate this. That after a certain number 55 transferred from the black and gold to the aqua and yep. whatever color the teal, they are. The teal and orange. Yep. So I have a, I have a signed uh, menu for Mr. PZ himself. Him and his family were having a nice meal in the restaurant that I was in. Secondly, uh, I was at the uh, Immaculate Extension game, uh, literally in 127, saw it right down the goal line, and A.B. reaching out and getting that touchdown. So for me, uh, I, w- I would love to have that ball. Another one where who gets the – I guess in that one, A.B. would have uh, dibs on the ball because he really made the play. Would you want the assigned A.B. jersey, the one he took off and danced across the field <laughs> in the Meadowlands? Yes. I would want that one. The Tampa Bay, the 81. This is the jersey Antonio Brown took off. That would be tremendous. You know what actually would be worth a lot of money? The only game he played in New England. Against the Dolphins. The game-worn New England. What was he, number 17 there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a good one. I would like. I wouldn't mind that. I really would not. How about his Raiders uh, helmet that he wanted to wear? And they were like, you can't because it's an outdated helmet. And that led to fights and him name-calling. Now, remember uh, when he burned his feet in that uh, cryo chamber yeah. and he posted his disgusting feet? He ended up calling feet. Mike Mayock a name, and now he uses that word on uh, Twitter, Twitter all the constantly. time. He's done, he went back through another round of I wish we'd never broken up with him and Ben. He always uses that picture of them in those cheesy-looking Pro Bowl uniforms hugging, hugging each, each, other. each other. Yep. All right. All right, it's time for Open Phone Friday. You get 15 minutes to call in and talk to us about whatever you want. 412-928-9370. We encourage everything. It can be non-sports questions. 412-928-9370. And it's brought to you by Archie's Famous Wings. Start your weekend off right with Archie, East Carson Street, uh, Southside. Here we go. First up here is Dave in Indiana. Hello, Dave. Hey, guys. Um, So I got some sports memorabilia for Pittsburgh. You guys were talking about it, and it's kind of um, an anticlimactic one. But what about the ball on 18 that Jack used in the 1960 uh, U.S. Open uh, at Oakmont? That would just be awesome. You want to know one, Dave, that I would actually rather have that didn't happen in Pittsburgh but involved a Pittsburgh athlete or Greensburg? Had Rocco hung on to beat Tiger Woods in the U.S. Open, I would have wanted the ball he hold out with on the final hole. The idea that I would somehow have possession of the ball Rocco bleeping immediate use to beat Tiger Woods, that would have been cool. How often do you think golfers at majors, when they hole out on 18, take the ball and just throw it with pure glee? Enjoy into the. I think they keep it a lot. Do they? Yeah. Well, I showed you those old videos. That used to happen, right? Oh, where like people would rush to get the diving in. Yeah, Yeah, remember because somebody said, "Oh yeah, golfer golf fans are so ill behaved nowadays. It's all these old timey guys just breaking each other's arms trying to get the ball." I think guys used to do that. Here's the thing, guys in the PGA Tour, a guy even now playing today in Pebble Beach will use like four or five balls in the round, even if the ball nothing happened to it. They're just like, all right, I hit it for about 10 or 12 shots. It's already not performing the way I want. I'm going to get a new one out. That's mm-hmm. how they do it. Tom Watson threw me a ball at Laurel Valley once. Uh, congratulations we went, on all your success. Uh, 
Or no, he threw it to my dad. It was I still have it. It's an old Titleist Pro V1. Uh, he was doing the thing I'm describing, like after a fourth or fifth hole playing with that ball. He was playing fine. The ball doesn't have a scuff on it, by the way. Mm-hmm. He flipped it to the to the crowd. My dad was there. It was the senior PGA in like 03 or whatever. And I still have it. it has one? It's a Titleist one, one little black dot on each side. Arnold Palmer was so good about being uh, generous with his time and signing autographs for people. If you would write him a letter and ask him for an autograph, he'd send you a photo yeah. with it back. He was just... Incredible he knew how that. to. He that's why he was the king. Yep. I think I'd want the ball he used at the end of his round at Oakmont in '94. That's it. It's his last U.S. Open. It's back in his on his home turf. He's done. Hell of a career. Mm. End of an era. I got one for you in that vein. I that was Oakmont pre uh, tree removal too. Yeah, end of an era. You're right. Well, I we was, got a lot of tree lovers out there, so that was not a very popular decision do. by Oakmont. Don't we, Donnie? I actually think it was – I think people didn't understand, but I think people are way happier with the course the way it is. Uh, speaking of U.S. Opens at Oakmont, I'd love the em- for the empty pack of heaters that Angel Cabrera was smoking in 07 when he held <laughs> off Woods. Just an you know, empty box of Marb Reds. When he came back and played in 15 at Oakmont. Mm-hmm. 16. 16. I followed him around with Amanda for probably half his round. Chris, I don't think I saw him take a practice swing. Yeah, he did. He looked at, he visualized the shot. And then just swung. He got the club from his son, and he walked up for it, addressed the ball, and swung. And I'd never seen anybody in my entire life do that. My uncle's, Not one practice swing. My uncle's a very good player, still is, and he's right, Congratulations 70. on all his success. Thank you. He, does, he made it to the U.S. Mid-Am second round. Like, he did really well, for, like, playing back in the day, especially. He always told me, he's like, stop taking practice swings, basically. You take too many of them. Uh, there are... Did I ever tell you this? My brother and I went to the Open in 07. We actually saw Tiger's final putt on 18. Like, we crowded around and managed to get a decent vantage point. Mm -hmm. The putt that would have tied it. We made a choice, though, that day. We said, we're going to follow one group and just pick it. And then we're eventually going to try to crowd around 18 for Woods. We followed Anthony Kim. Remember him? Yep. He's trying to get back on tour now, by the way. He shot the low round of the day. He shot 67. So we saw the one dude that was just out there whooping ass That's on a difficult cool. day. That was a cool thing to see. Uh, ben Roethlisberger was very happy when they decided to tear up those trees at Oakmont. We love Big Ben. Big Ben's a friend of mine. Big Ben's great. Big Ben's great. We play golf together. He once hit a shot that went dead right into a tree. It was a massive tree like this. The ball hit the tree so hard, I swear, I said, Ben, within... Two years, that tree is going to be dead. And you know what? Two years later, I shouldn't say this because we have a lot of tree lovers here. But two years later, that tree was dead. He is a strong guy, and he's a good guy, too. Big Ben. (laughs) (laughs) That never gets old. You know how people made those videos for a while? It was like a popular thing to do. They would get a a piece of audio like that, and they would do an animated video to go with it, like cartoony graphics. I would pay somebody. (laughs) <laughs> to make that cartoony type, type uh, style of video for that clip. Like a big heart going out for tree lovers. <laughs> ben. The tree, fall, the, tree. the tree falls over and two yeah. X's go over where its eyes are. I want all that for that, that clip. Keith is in the car. He's on the fan. Hello, Keith. Hi. Um, I don't know if anybody mentioned the uh, football that uh, James Harrison caught the I said that's one I would really want badly, I don't know where that ball is, Keith. Is it in the Great Hall at Akershire Stadium? Is it in their new Hall of Fame? Does Harrison have it? Has it ever been put up for auction? It's a great question. I don't know what happened to it, but 
Ed Bouchette was just calling that this week the best play in Super Bowl history. Donnie, see if and you can, in Steelers history. Donnie, see if you can look that up to see where that ball is. Maybe the Steelers do have it. Um, here's Jeff in South Park, our number two fan. Hello, Jeff. Hey, guys. In honor of Groundhog Day, I, I thought of something that you might want to play along with. Um, it's actually Groundhog one- Day, Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> yes, you're right. That It actually, even the movie title doesn't have an S on it. I I know that. You and our I boss, Craig, both call it Groundhog's Day, and I did. You'll be happy to know I yelled at him for that, so you aren't being singled that, out for that's this. That's not as bad as people here that I hear sometimes say Valentine's Day. Valentine's? Yes. Get yeah, the hell yeah, out of here. No, I'm serious. Some Yeah. Well, anyways, in honor of Groundhog Day, um, I thought of what is the one day as a sports fan? We can keep it as a sports fan because if we get into life in general, we'll get depressing really fast. But what is one day as a sports fan you would loathe to repeat over and over and over again, just like he did in the movie? I have mine. What is it? Um, so mine would be an obvious choice. For my, the worst day when I was a kid was when the Steelers lost Super Bowl 30. But my ultimate answer was as an adult, July 1st, 2011, the day that Yager, after Yager watch, signed with the Flyers. And the thing is, I remember what happened the rest of that day. That is too, such so a why. random ass day, but it's a well, classic. No, it's Jeff on brand for you. Day. You're a huge Penguins fan and a big Yager fan. I get it. Well, now I I, ref, I re, was one who was refreshing the computer like every five minutes to see there was this whole thing online with the message boards called Yager Watch. So I was like, Oh, you can say what invested. site did it? It was Penn's blog that did it. I know the guys who were behind Yager Watch. It was RealityKings.com. We know Jeff. Come on. <laughs> so what Don't happened try to was BS us. the reason why that en- that day ended up being so hor- horrible in total, and why I would loathe to repeat it over and over again, is because. I must have been off that day. I, I don't remember what day of the week it was, but I was doing nothing other than that. And then it, it got announced that he signed. And I had an audition later that night uh, to sing with the band. And I was so out of it. I was so in a fog because that happened. Like I didn't dress properly. I didn't so do jealous. my hair. I had like an oversized Jerome Bettis jersey on for some reason. And I just looked like a fat slob. I wasn't happy with <laughs> how I performed, what song I picked. I, and so, and it was all because Yager signed as a flyer after we had gotten all of our hopes up. Hey, that Jeff, is, that he is, was that is such a Jeff, Jeff and South Jeff, Park brother, story. Let me tell you something. What, what makes me, what puts a silver lining on this is that 13 years later, it's clear you haven't carried that day with you every single second. Yeah, exactly. Since. It's very clear. Um, he got over it, folks. Man, you know what? A day you would not want to repeat again. See, here's the problem. I could say Cabrera, the Cabrera night, you know, he scores or he gets the game-winning hit. But I was seven. Like, your whole life and is ahead of you. And then you go to bed before the game was over yeah, and had to be like, told about it the next day? You want to know just, okay, now people are going to say, oh, you love Cleveland. Just because it was at the age where sports are just so outsized in their level of importance. Yep. Game seven Marlins Indians in 97. Yeah, sitting there anticipating the game because at that point that was the team I was rooting for a lot, and then just having your guts ripped out I, over and over again. I actually again. have I have a hockey one too because he's talking about the entire day. Mm-hmm. I drove to Philly the night I got done on the air, and then I drove straight to Philly for Game Six of that first round series against the Flyers in twenty twelve. I have a feeling I knew why you drove and that, to Philly. Yep, yep. And that was an afternoon game that day. So I got no sleep. I watched the game. I was in a Chickie and Pete's 
surrounded by Eating crab fries, surrounded by Flyers fans, mm. and they are not nice. And people. it sucked. And it were you wearing game, Penguins gear? Yeah, remember the game started. Oh yeah! All like, right, off the face-off, Crosby gets checked. They come right down. They score. Mm-hmm. It's one nothing, and it's over before the game even really started. That was when it, I was. That was awful. That's when I was. I would actually want to relive that day because that's like one of the days I think I just started talking to Alex. Oh, congratulations on all your su- success. Things were not going success. so well. Things were not going so well for you in the romance department in that way. At that uh, point, here in time. is Greg on the fan. Hello, Greg. Hey boys, how are you? We're good. What's up, man? Oh, okay, uh, so this is a non-sports thing. Yesterday, I'm at a local ice cream shop here in Carnegie. I'm buying a bunch of pints of ice cream, and I wanted to tip the kid. He was a high school kid working. Uh, all I had was a 20. There were two fives in the tip jar. I took them out and threw in a 20, and he looked at me like I just robbed him at gunpoint. Did I make a faux pas there? No, you tip no. ten dollars. The kid needs to do math. The, the real better. story here is that you're, you're tipping ten bucks on right. ice cream. Congratulations on all your success, the my kid, brother. The kid might need to go back to like remedial math class. You did. You didn't pull a Costanza like he's in the in the Seinfeld hey. where he's reaching into the tip jar because. Greg, I always make sure I've they got eye you, contact yep. when I put the money in. See, I think sometimes I try to do that too, and I think sometimes they deliberately don't want to make eye contact with you. How about at Starbucks about a month ago? Amanda puts in an order. I go. I take care of it for mm-hmm. the, what do they call them? Barista. 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 Yeah, barista. She says to me, tips are appreciated. She said that to me to try to coax a tip out of me. I'm not a fan of that. I know how it works. I know, like, about your situation and everything else. I'm probably going to give you one. I tip most people in that spot. If I go get takeout food, I'm going to leave a tip. I'm just not a big fan. Of, I'm not a big it's fan a, of coming out spot. and overtly and saying, please give me more money. Okay, do you want to know my, my answer to that is, I, I don't love that look, but the knowledge that tips really are appreciated overrides that easily. And I still, I'd still tip. Like I would just kind of like throw that to the side as a, whatever the guy getting mad that you took two fives out and put $20 in, just go back to math class, pal. Other thing about me, very weird. I don't eat ice cream in the winter. Once the temperature gets below like 70 degrees, I don't touch ice cream at all. I've not had ice cream since labor day. Oh, I'll, I still eat it. It's still like my favorite guilty pleasure sweet. Also I think, don't have hot dogs after Labor Day. That's really weird. I think it's much more sensible to say, like, you know, I like to make chili and things like that. I won't eat the chilies really in the summer. Here's why I think the yours same is, way, Malsey. but here's why I think yours is much weirder. When you're eating ice cream. Says the and, guy that doesn't eat mil- melted cheese and pizza, but continue. I'm walking right through that because I don't care. When you're eating ice cream, presumably in the winter, you're doing so indoors, so it's still 70 degrees out. When you're not wanting to eat chili in the summer, it's because it's 90 degrees out and you're going to you know, be crapping fire for the rest of the day. I can't be alone in this. Amanda never looks at me in February and says, hey, let's go out and get ice cream. She doesn't it's, usually a get warm, like a- it's usually a warm, sunny day, and it's like, hey, you want to go get ice cream? And the whole- Have you ever heard of buying it from the supermarket and eating it in your home? We don't really do that. Thoughts? Ice Donnie, cream's delicious. Your ice man. cream intake doesn't go way down in the winter here. Come on. So you don't drink. I well. don't know if I'd say. I mean, it definitely goes down. I think it's actually more odd that you are completely against hot dogs because I mean, I just think of if you're 
tailgating anything, specifically in football season. Cold See, weather. But I'm not going to games and tailgating. Like, what, what Donnie does, I totally get it. He's outside the grills fire. But that's up. weird. You're such a blue-collar guy. I would think you'd be tailgating your ass off. Oh, I, I – well, I usually do that, and I don't have an excuse here. Damn it, I hate you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.